You're listening to Bangkok Strange. What's going on, everyone? This is the return of Bangkok Strange, and I am Dana Bluen. As always, when we do record, joined by my good friend El Woody. Woody, what's going on? Hello, living life, fantastic. Woody was on Missed extended uh, stay in a brothel, so he's finally finished. He ran out of cash, so he's back to doing the podcast. Yeah, I was transferred from brothel then to prison, man. <laughs> prison to brothel. Kidding to people. Prison. <laughs> kidding people. Kidding people. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. But this is kind of a cool time to do this this first episode back, Woody, because we are on the last day of lockdown of curfew. Right. So exactly. Everyone knows, you know, COVID-19 has been going on around the world. We've all been crazy. Bangkok's been, you know, pretty good, you know, food delivery, like, you know, it's, it's obviously been slower people not going into the office, but you know, we are now sort of coming off curfew. Things are opening back up and you mm-hmm. know, we're kind of wondering what is Bangkok going to look like in a post curfew new normal Bangkok. What do you think, Woody? What new normal? It's the same normal on pause. I went to, I went on road like when, like yesterday, the traffic's back even worse, man. <laughs> but you know what? Since, wait, June, we can consider this as quarter three, right? What my prediction will say, will say is that there will be a hike in the GDP. People are obsessed. People are stressed, man. People want to spend. They do that uh, therapeutic shopping, retail therapy? Like mad. Like coffee shop, cafes, shopping malls. This is the thing, man. Seaside trips. You knew Thailand was taking this shit seriously because what they did was Thailand went and they even shut the malls, right? And if Thailand shut Mm -hmm. the malls, something's up for sure. So... That's serious. When you're shutting malls down in Bangkok, like economy is dead. So we had, we did have three months of essentially like no commerce, unless you were a grab driver, which is like our uh, Uber slash food delivery. I saw some mm-hmm. of these grab drivers making 200 K during the pandemic a month. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that fake news or that's real, dude? That's dude. I was talking to one of the drivers. He told me he made 275 in the first month of the pandemic, the first 30 days. Wait, what's he hauling food or he's becoming a mule? You got to get that right, buddy. <laughs> no, no. He's, he said from grab. So, like, he was delivering my food. I was like, hey, man, how's business? He spoke a little bit of English. And, you know, okay. with my little bit of Thai, we are able to converse. And I was like, you know, how, how's business with grab? And he's like, dude, the first 30 days, I made 270000 He's like, right before, the month before this, I made 29000 Bah. Yeah. Right? So, that's like $900, 900 uh yeah, nine hundred fifty dollars versus like, you know, seven thousand, eight thousand dollars. So yeah, wow. you think about that. Huge swing. And that's just like working nonstop. And then they didn't enact the curfew until Songron, which is Thai New Year, basically so people wouldn't be idiots, go out, get drunk, and spread uh COVID nineteen. And for your listeners, that is the Thai New Year. It's hosted in April. Yeah, well, yeah different day in april every year it's like five days and it's actually funny because usually that's like the deadliest day to be out in thailand like more people die in road accidents in sangran than any other time so Mm -hmm. i'm wondering are we going to see our you know and thailand was working hard to become that number one most dangerous roads in the world 
So I don't think they want to lose that position. So they're probably just going to have to go and get drunk <laughs> and drive around for the next month to make up for that. Well, that's uh, Dana's sarcasm uh, for for you, but it's a fact. <laughs> and uh, if you listen to our old episodes, I think we actually did a, a podcast on the Ty Dudley Rose, did we? We might have, yeah. If not, we, yeah. we, we have to do one. I know. Yeah, you yep. love to drive, Woody, so you're always out there driving. I, I'm not so much. I take the train. Well, you, you know what? One thing that we, we learn about defensive driving is that don't worry about yourself on the road. While you worry about others on the road because they will come and kill you. That's true, man. Like Jib always says, like, oh, like if you're safe, you don't know how all these other idiots are going to be. It's you know, true. I, I was actually like, you love to drive, though, Woody, because the other day we went out and we're like, all the way outside the city on one end of the city. And then Woody's like, oh, let's go to lunch at this place. It's all the way in a different part of Bangkok. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah. oh, I want to show you this place. It's not far. And it's a whole other part of the city. Bangkok is not large. It's small. But due to the tra traffic jam, right? Yeah. It feels congested and takes so much time. That's why it feels so far away. Yeah, we we're, were actually lucky because, you know, it wasn't too much traffic when we were out. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, you know, post post lockdown, shit's going to get crazy. They're able to serve alcohol at restaurants now. Uh, some bars are opening back up. None of the brothels yet. They're still in like the soapies. They're all on lockdown. But, you know, I think you it's see, just going to get yeah. wild. Yeah, they call it the lockdown phase one, phase two, phase three and phase four. Yeah. But in the end, um, like like I, I'm going to stay with my prediction that from June onwards, it's going to be like unleashing the beast from the cage. Yeah, I think people, we're going to have a spike in new cases, right? People who are asymptomatic are going to start going out, going to clubs, going to restaurants, spreading it. Like, I'm not going to restaurants right now because I don't know what these motherfuckers <laughs> are doing. <laughs> well, wash your... But here's the thing, you know, I, I, we had a conversation before this recording. The virus is global, right? And... uh. And they said they're going to develop a vaccine. But the virus mutates all the time. So my question is, will a virus help? And lots of people are beginning to, to think this way too. Like, you know what? We've been like house arrested for like three months. If I'm going to get COVID, so be it. Yeah, the flu From shot fear helps, to though, fear. The flu shot helps. Really? Yeah. Well, it, does it protect you against COVID strain? No, no. That's my question. I'm saying the flu shot hel helps against the flu. And yeah. we get that every year. So we're probably going to end mm -hmm. up kind of baking the COVID vaccine into the flu shot vaccine. Oh, man. And then Mother Nature will always evolve to find a more potent Yeah, yeah but if you don't have vaccines, you know, shit like polio comes back. Like these dumb soccer moms in the U.S. who don't want to vaccinate their kids, right? And then you get like an outbreak of polio or measles in the U.S., right? Those, those diseases were dead. And then these motherfuckers are coming back and not getting vaccines and people are getting sick again. But, you know, I think without the vaccine, end of lockdown, you know, people are going to be going, like you said, they're unleashing the beast. They're going to be going crazy. You know, they, mm -hmm. they want to have, they want to go out to restaurants. They want to go out to bars. They want to go get blowjobs, like all these things that people do in Bangkok. And it's going to start the spike of the virus again. We're going to see a second wave. Yeah, that's true. But um, I think traffic's going to be worse than it ever was because, like you said, motherfuckers want to go out. They've been locked in their house. I know. And even the, despite the fact that there's a, a fantastic term I remember reading from an article in LinkedIn is that 
COVID doesn't only kill people, it kills the economy. Mm. Despite the fact that the three months that we that passed, we saw the graphs dive in. I mean, we are in a massive global recession. But with stress and the release of the bees, I think no one gives a shit. For sure, for sure. They're going to they're yeah, spend, dude. They're going to spend. Some of them are going to spend, but then I think some of them are just going to be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go crazy and spend whatever I have. Mm-hmm. No, that's my but take you see, on it. Yeah. Okay, we what, what was Thailand famous for? Like the beaches, right? The temples and the sightseeing. But one thing that we want to discuss today is about the nightlife, right, Dana? Yeah. yeah Wait, I definitely see bars aren't open yet. Sure. They're the one thing that mm-hmm. like not well nightclubs, nightclubs can't open yet, right? Even though lockdown yeah. is over. They're they're same they're quarantined in the same category. Yeah. But my question is that if the bars do open up, will the working girls come back? By now, I think they should. They probably found another vocation. What, what vocation yeah. they find that's going to pay them what they were making? You know bit. what they they may not be making as much as making the nightlife and catering to the 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 customers, right? But if they were able to survive and make a living selling stuff online, you, you never know. Clothing, food. They may not be hauling as much as they did in their night days, but they may figure out that, hey, you know what? If they have a legitimate uh, job or career, it can sustain their life and they do not, may not have to return back to the nightlife anymore. Yeah, no, that, that's probably not the case, Woody. Like I, maybe, so, maybe not. So I knew a dude, we'll call him Bareback Walsh, very famous character <laughs> no. on this show. Yep. He, had, he had a bar girl girlfriend. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, she left the life because he was funding everything. And then they were like, oh, let's uh-huh. do a, uh, he's like, oh, let's do a, uh, he's like, why don't you get a job and we'll like, we'll like live a normal life. And she's like, she's like, yeah, I can go back to like slaying dick, selling pussy. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, go work at Seven Eleven or something. Cause there's a Seven Eleven on every corner. And she's like, no, no, Seven Eleven's for losers. She's like, I, I sell pussy. I can't, I take dick like a champ. It pays way better. I think Wait, how? A, what? You know, it's a commodity, man. They're selling a commodity, and they know they've only got like, you know, it's like professional athletes. They can only do it for so many years. No one's paying mm-hmm. grandma for a blowjob. Wait, but if the girls they know they're in the game for quite some time, right? There's always a there's always fresher and newer meat coming up. If it's time to leave the game at top of your game, despite the fact you're a bar girl, shouldn't that be the choice to take? Yeah, if if you're thinking these things out long term, are you going to be a bar girl to begin with? Well, you know what, Dana, if you look at from like the the Thai perspective, right? You begin to like to take this kind of life. It means that you know what, some of these girls they have some economy uh, misfortunate situations. No, no doubt, you know? no doubt. But at the same time, yeah. like. Like in, in Bangkok, at least, you know, a lot of these girls are doing it because like you said, they don't have other earning potential. That's correct. Probably come from poor homes or they don't, they didn't have the opportunity to go to university, whatever, but they're still making a great living. You know, and if, if you can make, you know, a great living, you know, banging fat, smelly dudes and you don't. Oh, it's horrible. It's true. It's true. Yeah, jacked handsome it's guys part. aren't paying for it most of the time. Mm-hmm. They're probably going out clubbing and hunting themselves. 
you know, it, it's guys who are uglier than me, probably, who are really the ones who are, <laughs> are frequenting the uh, the establishment. And I'm pretty ugly. Man, if you people, if you want to make sure how Dana looks, look at our thumbnails. <laughs> I drew that myself, and the, and the small uh, guy at the back—that's me. <laughs> Dude, this is a, my grab driver today. This isn't about being ugly, but it's just about the way I look. The grab okay. driver today, who dropped off my uh, dinner, he asked me if I was Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> you are a beanie. No, I, that, so that, I that didn't have. So I'm, I'm like, I didn't have a hat on, but I was like, well, I guess if. Uh, if you know i have i do have curly brown hair and i have a long beard i was like and i had a mask on so you could just see my beard coming out from underneath so i was like yeah mm -hmm. maybe maybe this dude just thinks i look jewish i don't know I, whatever i guess jewish guys are handsome <laughs> they have good beards they're muscular that, that's what must be what it means and next time if he comes to deliver stuff to you he said you better make sure it's kosher because i'm <laughs> extremely is this my kosher vegan pizza <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah, I mean, you know, it's look, man. It, I mean, nightlife is gonna. So you think nightlife is gonna be just decimated? That's what you're saying. It depends, you know. There, when you say nightlife, Dana, there's the um, a go-go. There's like the strip dancing, and there's like the pole dancing. There's like the club scene, right? Yeah. The club scene. You know what? The club scene will be actually be decimated because, from what I've heard from some of the peers that I have to. Um, being accustomed with, they said like some of these clubs that have been opening for a decade has suffered and won't be coming back. Like almost more than sixty percent. Are you talking about like, just the, the dance clubs? Or are you talking about like the uh, the brothel clubs? Um, the dance clubs, like um, the one that we go to uh, Rama Nine uh, in Tonglar, Ekamai, the uptown. The clubs I don't know, are man. famous I've never been for. to a dance club in Bangkok, so I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, Next it's not, episode. It's not, not <laughs> my thing, man. Not my thing. Oh, I'm too. I'm too lazy, man. Those places open by the time I'm going to bed, so there's no point for me to go out. But you know what I'm thinking? For me, like I, I think that you know the the sex industry is going to rebound, but you know the nightlife, like the bar girl, go go nightlife, the brothels will rebound. But the thing is, that's a big tourist industry too, and tourism's closed. Like no one's coming into Thailand right now. Yeah, yeah. Look, the airlines, man. I mean, you probably heard about it. Like a bunch of people in the airline industries, their airlines said that we can no longer pay you, so you guys are gonna be on leave without pay. Yeah. A lot of these cabin crew people, you know, they started opting for other, you know, vacations like selling orange juice on on Facebook or selling things online people yeah, have a friend who's a ground staff she works at the uh, first class lounge for thai airways and i i know just from like talking to jib that they took care of her friend like they, they cut everyone's salary but they also told them not to come to work there was no job to do so like yeah you're not going to work for three months but we're going to pay you like x amount of your salary and then yeah she went off and she was hustling she was selling like uh pork uh what they call sun-dried mm -hmm. pork in thailand which Okay. You know, Jib loves, and she was selling like uh, all types of stuff, uh, you know. And look, she she was probably making more, you know, with the part of her salary plus like hustling and selling stuff online than she was before. But you know, the the point is, like, I, I would say, like, from what I heard, Thai Airways took care of their people, you know, especially their their ground staff. Even though they weren't working, they were still paying them something. Wow, that's amazing. 
you know, as opposed to like, I know some companies were being like, you still have to work full time, but we're cutting your salary like 40 to 50%. And you still got to come to work and you still got to do everything we expect you to. And that's kind of douchey. Well, you know what? Like they always, the employees always have that kind of mentality. Some will say that, you know yeah. what? It's, be- you will, it's better to have a job better than have no job. You know what? I'd rather have a job that pays me what I'm worth and or that takes care of me and not some uh, bullshit job that wants to cut my salary just so that they can, you know, have a better bottom line. You know, Ooh. but you know, and I think that's one of the things that you're gonna see now that lockdown is over, more companies are going back to work. People who were working for, for shit companies that, that did that to them are gonna start to to look for new opportunities at companies that take care of people. And companies like, you know, Thai Airways and other, other places that really took care of their employees are going to start to, like, really shine because people are going to talk about how good they were. You know what, Dana? This is not only about uh, the airlines or the tourism industry in Thailand. No, I mean, we can well, actually... airlines, the, the one that I happen to know. Yeah. But you know what? Same thing as in the U.S., man. I mean, a lot of people are unemployed right now. So it's in Thailand. But those companies that make it will become strong. And like I said, a few will become strong and a lot will be broken and broke. A lot. Hmm. Well, you know what? It's too early to, um, to say what's going to happen now, but we can only make predictions and give our opinions about it. But like I said, this may be the return of Bangkok Strange after a long hiatus. This is actually part one. But you know yeah. what? In next month, let's continue to follow up on it. And let's yeah, let's see. I mean, it's, it's with, definitely going to be interesting because we'll have more perspective. You know, once once a month goes by, once two months go by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we live here. We we're like the ground, uh, the the grunts here, right? So we can tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you know we'll, we'll definitely see. It. We could both be wrong. Everything could be unnormal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. I think with that, let's wrap it up. And I think we'll revisit that is uh, revisit this in the future. What do you say? Fantastic. Like I said, this is part one. A return yeah. All right, guys. So don't forget to subscribe. Man. You know, iTunes, Google Play, you know, Speaker, uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere you get podcasts, we're there. And until next time, I'm Dana. And I'm Woody. And this is Bangkok Strange. Over now. Oh, <laughs> my